There were moments where we were alone, and you can also seek out, like, the people who are a little bit ahead of you, a little bit behind you. And so in that way, it's, it's a beautiful analogy to, like, a journey, right? Yeah. So, um, hey, where where are you? Where are you going to be? Where? How can I get there? So the people who are further ahead, right, can kind of call back and say yeah. this and um, give advice. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 97th episode of the Hallway Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us or send us a recording of your questions to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We're always looking for relevant and timely ideas, so please let us know if you have a show topic ruminating around in your head. We want to hear from you. Dave, we have a few friends with us today. We do. It's a bit of a full table, <laughs> and so I wonder if you can take a minute to just introduce introduce our guests. I would love to. So our first guest is actually our co-host, Abby DeGroat, who's always here uh-huh. with us. I'm and like a host and a guest yeah, today. Yeah, you get to do yeah. multiple things today. Uh, yeah, we have we two other uh, colleagues, friends who are here with us. Uh, Ricky Bronze, who teaches in the Spanish department here at Dort. Hello. And, yeah, Gail Dornbos, who teaches in theology. And we're so glad to have you guys with us, and this is actually kind of a special episode for us because this is recapping an adventure that the three of you had this mm-hmm. summer, yes. and we can't wait to hear the story and share it with our audience. So thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Yes. So maybe a, a last spring, or maybe it was even longer ago, I heard rumor of some international trip, mm-hmm. travel, that the three of you were uh, planning on doing. Plotting. And plotting. Yeah. Yes. James, James I think Bond it was like, like last fall. Yeah. 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 Last yeah. fall. Yeah. Yeah. Grand, yes. grand submission deadlines. I, yes. I just remember that it had been in the works for a while, and then uh, one of you shared that you were, uh, the three of you were going to do the Camino, and mm-hmm. I had heard of it. And so quickly I had to do some research on it, but I'm just wondering if you can maybe just start by, hey, how did this idea come together? Why the Camino? How did you find each other? I don't know. Can Abby, maybe I can put you on the spot and, and start? Yeah. So I, it was really Ricky's kind of brainchild. So I'm going to let her tell part of this too. But um, it had been on my radar before she and I ever talked about it, just as I had followed someone who had gone on it um, and was interested in it. I turned 40 last year, was interested in some sort of culminating experience yeah. around that milestone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a big deal. It is. And I'm not so much of a party person. Shocker. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. And was more interested in like a, hmm, let's do something significant where I get to think and <laughs> contemplate life. Shocking. Right? Yeah. So that was kind of my take on it. And then um, Ricky actually is the one who brought it to my attention that it was something we could do together. So I'm going to let yep. you tell how that happened. Sure. Um, as part of my professional development, I attend the Christian Association of World Language Teachers conference every year. Mm-hmm. I've been a member since 2015, and it's the unicorns, the foreign language teacher 
sisters of Christian higher ed that get together <laughs> once a year, and there's shocking not that many of us. Yeah. Anyway, one of our colleagues, Sharinda Barlar, Dr. Sharinda Barlar from Wheaton, who teaches Spanish there, um, has presented over the years taking undergrads on the Camino, on the pilgrimage in Spain that's been a thing since the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Walkways start all over Europe. Actually, my hometown by Berlin has a little sign that says to the pointing to the Camino. And so I've been familiar with it for a really long time. I'm really familiar with southern Spain through my studies and where I send my undergrads to study um, to learn Spanish and culture and that kind of immersive learning. Um, but really through Sharenda, I became interested in what, what is it? What makes people go mm-hmm. and literally walk and be alone with their thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, it started in the Middle Ages, but it has very much had a resurgence in not only religious circles, but also just like popular culture. Yes, So you absolutely. see, like if you go on Instagram and like type in the Camino, yeah. you will see all kinds of absolutely. Um, what, why do you people, think that is? Any of you? Like, why is there sort of this resurgence <laughs> in a in a time when it feels like people are doing stuff like that less? Why are people drawn to that more? Any yeah. now that you've done it, any kind of mm-hmm. thoughts on that? It's a great question. That is a great question. I think one of the reasons that it is drawing people is that it's a place that provides a context to find meaning in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think whether or not people are doing it for religious reasons or not, there is something deeply driving people to try to seek this out for some type of meaning. Um, I think there's a kickback against sort of a just more touristy mm-hmm. approach to travel. And yeah. so mm-hmm. pilgrimage is a very different way to think about travel and to think about life. And I think there's also an element of it that's really communal. And so people are really strongly oriented towards not only being alone with their thoughts, but the people that they meet along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons that it's resurged is there was a very popular movie a while back. It mm-hmm. just got re-released mm-hmm. called The Way. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's not about people who are all on spiritual pilgrimage, but it's all about people who are trying to process something in life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that the Camino has provided a way for people to do that. Sure. Um, it's also become a very popular thing, I think... Just for people to get in shape. Yes. Um, just like this practical. Yes. And that's in the movie, too. Yeah, that's yes. in the movie, too. So you do meet a character in the movie in the way who's just there to lose some weight or get in yeah. shape. And I think that it's become one of those things that's sort of a notch in people's, oh, I've, I've completed this. Yes. I've walked I've this, this full way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So when Sharenda was talking about it, in our circles, we are trying to send a lot of students abroad. Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces specifically for summer study abroad is that there are very few scholarships, if any, for that kind of thing. And as we're noticing in our classes, they're becoming more diverse. And we have more and more students that just financially have a really hard time to make study abroad work. And so Sharenda's brainchild is encounter travel for a transformation that basically serves everyone that is a part of it. People that are into continual learning, lifelong learners that want to have a significant experience that is not touristy, Mm -hmm. but that encompasses cultural learning, language learning, understanding people from other places better. But that can serve in the financial piece of that as you're paying for that trip to pay it forward, so to Mm -hmm. speak, to fund a scholarship. And so when I heard about that opportunity... Um, both serving me in terms of doing the pilgrimage and understanding what it's like and getting to know a different part of a culture that I've started to be completely in love with and that I teach and that I'm immersed in most of the time. But also this idea 
there are lifelong learners amongst my friends that <laughs> might be interested in doing something like this. And I'm looking at Abby and Gail right here. Um, yeah. This communal piece of what does it look like when we do learning, modeling learning lifelong for our students in our respective mm-hmm. areas, mm-hmm. but also processing with each other. What we all find is that we love having conversations with each other on other topics, and we find very little time to do that in our academic lives. <laughs> we are mothers. We are friends. We have lots of other um, responsibilities in our life and just our workload in general. And so this idea of what would it look like if we took time out did significant learning like this that then on the flip side also benefits others and so I think it's a win-win-win for everybody involved and so yeah I approached these two and I said hey I heard of this opportunity and it would fund scholarships and um, on the flip side we found out later that Sharinda who had pitched the idea and was in the process of founding the NGO and making sure that scholarship and all the taxes that are connected with it and all the rules that are connected with it so that it might work was processing this. When I said, hey, I have two friends that would do this with me, she said, oh, I better plan this thing then. (laughs) And so that was really fun to know. I mean, it really is, when you think about it, providential in how all of the different pieces came together. Can you you just, before, we have lots of questions, but... Just from a practical sense, like how how far was how many days was it? Mm-hmm. How far did you mm-hmm. walk? Like just to give people a sense of of the com- of the Camino. We were there for ten days, right? We were there for ten. Yeah. The first five or six, I yep. can't remember. Yep. We we visited some of the cultural sites on the Camino by our cute little van via our little van and our little van driver. (laughs) It was wonderful. And um, Sharanda gave us kind of a bunch of Spanish history and we learned by seeing and experiencing and going into these cathedrals and visiting these spots. Um, but the whole thing is 720 kilometers. The French route. So there's French lots route. of different yes. routes. Yeah. The route that we walked. Mm-hmm. Which is also the most popular route. It is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Northern Spain. And it's the French route because it starts in France, actually, okay. over the border in this okay. adorable little town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so we went there, and then we went by um, van to Across the Pyrenees. Yes, through the mountains, which wow. is where the way also starts. Um, Pamplona. What were some of the other places we went? Leon. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yeah. And so then, what, what did the day look like then? Like, so I'm, I'm picturing, because I'm just picturing... Lots of walking. Yeah. The second half of the of our trip was lots of walking. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's when we walked all together. We walked around 125 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's about 70 miles. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say for all of our listeners <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, Thank you for using Over the course of five <laughs> or six you, days. Yeah. That's for you, Matt. Yeah. Not uh, all at and once. for you, Ricky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, a regular day walking would start out very early in the morning, mm-hmm. probably around six. Yep. Um, and part of that is so that you get done walking before the heat of the day sets in but as you leave these towns you leave with a lot of other pilgrims who are all coming Mm -hmm. along and coming out of the Mm -hmm. the town you're staying in and then finding their way to the The route the way and there are i've never been on a more Mm well-marked trail Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. um there are signs all along the way that 
point you in the direction that you need to go. Um, and so we usually start out, and this was hard for me because we start off without coffee and without food. <laughs> yes. But I learned I can do hard things. <laughs> so we would walk, you know, a couple of miles, and then all along the Camino are these small towns that have cafes. And so you'd stop at a cafe, and you would we would all gather together, whether or not we had walked the whole, you know, couple of miles together or split up. Um, we would all gather back together at mm-hmm. one of the cafes to have breakfast, and then you would get up and you would walk again. And, and so then would, you would have another breakfast. Yes, you'd have another breakfast. It was it was yeah. so wonderful. And, and then you would have a snack. Yeah, yes. that's right. Wow. And I was so all about yourself. Yes. You know, yeah. So you start yes. the day together and you end the day together. So yeah. whoever gets to the town or the day's destination we would say, like, first coffee or whatever, or would send a picture of here's where I'm sitting and waiting for you guys. Mm -hmm. So the idea is you do it communally, but it is very much something that everyone has to complete Mm -hmm. on their own, at their own pace, according to the day's things. If you had blisters, you would fall back. If you didn't, right, you could do certain things. Yeah. Um, But the starting together. So the first part of our Mm -hmm. trip was with Ivan, as Abby mentioned. We were a group of seven. So we followed Sharenda, or Sharenda followed us, depending on who was leader for the day. And we were joined by a couple, um, Mm -hmm. Kelly Jo and her husband, Dean, and Felicia, who had completed, was a former student of Sharenda's, who had completed the Camino, and who actually decided on the Camino to completely change her career and is now a missionary in Spain, um, mm-hmm. joined us to help us what that lo- looks like, what that an experience like that, how profound it can be mm-hmm. um, and also, for someone. Yeah, and also to kind of talk about what Spanish religious life looks like. So mm-hmm. she is a Protestant missionary in a very Catholic country. Mm-hmm. And so even that piece of it was very interesting in yeah. thinking about and talking to her. And Catholic in terms of cultural Catholicism, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which very different practices than what we would observe here in the United States by um, practicing Catholics. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of learning from others who live amongst the people who have mm-hmm. experience with that, mm-hmm. having certain observations and saying, hey, I see a lot of people that have, you know, celebrate their Saints Day or something like that, and then being mm-hmm. able to reflect that back. What does that mean? Is that an, is it an, a piece of the culture that people just by tradition, do they prescribe to the faith and how do they live that? Are they open to other ideas? And so that wrestling and that observing and taking the judging piece out of it, but really... What's my interpretation of this? What's the actual thing that I can observe of the culture? And then how do I interpret that without bringing too much of my own cultural lens or perspective Mm -hmm. into that? Mm -hmm. And that practice on a day-to-day basis, I think, is a huge part of why we wanted to be engaged in this type of travel. So when you're out on the Camino, I mean, you're encountering a whole bunch of people from different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. from different experiences. Could you share a little bit about what that was like? (laughs) Yeah, I think one thing that was true is that because we were traveling as a group, we probably didn't meet as many people um, as you might if you start on your own. And we also walked the last 125K rather than starting at the beginning. And I think if you start at the beginning and walk the whole way, you end up with kind of a Camino family. Yes. Um, But we did meet one very interesting individual. And kept meeting him. Kept meeting him. Yeah, because you sort of are on the same pace. Accordion style. You walk Um, ahead and then you catch up with each other. Yeah. And and I think the thing that I could say about him is that he was... Michael from Canada. Shout out if you hear this. Yes. (laughs) 
Well, I don't know if he's going to want the shout <laughs> no. out now because I, I would describe him as a very restless soul. Yeah, okay. he's somebody who has done multiple very long walks and mm. always seemed to be searching for something. Mm. Um, and that was very clear. He gave off a kind of odd vibe, which is why we laugh a little bit when we yeah. talk about him. Sort of like trying to engage, but also trying to stay away a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, we met him multiple times and just sort of this sense of he was there searching for something, mm-hmm. but he didn't mm-hmm. know what he was really looking for. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he would talk to us and talk to people along the way. Um, and he was probably one of the primary people that we met mm-hmm. every once in a while, like even walking through a town and he'd just be walking past and yeah. come join us for gelato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also part of our daily practice. Absolutely. <laughs> Ice cream. Formational. Yeah, it's yes. deeply formational. Yes. Ate our way across the countryside. Yes. yes. What's interesting for our encounter with Michael is that Gail was, it was really our first real walking day. Mm-hmm. Um, a significant and very emotional and spiritual day for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the Camino on the French route is that you carry a rock with you. And the rock symbolizes something from home, a burden that you're carrying, whether that's literal mm-hmm. or it's figurative. But this reminder of we are all carrying something with us. Wow. And on this first day for us, which is kind of two-thirds into the Camino. Right, for mm-hmm. everyone else who's yeah. walking for, the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, you walk up into the mountains onto a spot where you see a big pillar out of wood, and on top of it is a cross. And at the foot of that cross are hundreds mm-hmm. or yeah, thousands, like thousands of little of stones. stones. Representation of yeah. pilgrims that have gone oh. before you, saints that have carried something with oh. them, and literally laid it down at the cross. And each mm-hmm. one of us individually kind of mm-hmm. decided what that would be for us for this Camino. And we took it along knowing we would do this, so mm-hmm. we all took a rock from home, Whoa. like yeah. in our backpacks. Whoa. Took it along. And having that in mind as we're, as we're walking. And so that laying down, even though we were mentally thinking about it and prepared to do this, and it's nothing new in our faith that we are called to lay down our burdens at the mm. foot of the cross. Mm. But this physical exercise of doing it is actually, at least for me, was mm-hmm. emotionally quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is so v- visible. So you yep. feel visceral. it visceral in what yeah. you're doing there. Um, we paused as a group at that point. Everybody took their time to do that. And we sat down by a little hut that was next to it, sat down in the shade, and then our group started. We sang some hymns. We did prayers, communal and individually, mm-hmm. until everybody was ready to get up and like walk that first significant piece in the mountains. Beautiful views, mm-hmm. really difficult terrain, walking mm-hmm. downhill for about two hours on not solid footing. Mm-hmm. Um, so hard on your feet, hard on spiritually thinking about what you just did and laying it down. And so we come to the restaurant or that first bar that we were going to meet at, and Gail is already there. And Gail, you met Michael first. I did, yeah. And I think it was very it was very interesting because I was a little bit ahead of the group, um, just sort of like hiking and processing. And then I met Michael, um, and he was like, oh, man, I just saw this really weird group back there singing. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know that I was a part of that. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and the clean boots, which... Yeah, he also mocked us because he's like, oh, yeah, they, they were singing and they had clean shoes. So they yeah. definitely have not been walking one. the whole, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that became a joke amongst all of yeah. us. But it was an interesting contrast to sort of, you know, mm. somebody who was deeply seeking but couldn't see that there was 
our group in in the midst of what we were doing as we found our way to the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that contrast was really strong and a very fascinating thing to kind of happen on that day. yeah, I'm really as you're all talking. I'm I'm really struck um, the balance between you're doing this individually, but you're mm-hmm. also doing this communally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm even thinking about that as you're, hey, you've carried this like this specific rock to this specific place, and yet there's thousands of other rocks. And so, can you just talk a little bit about that? About the I don't know, the importance of like, hey, you're there as part of a group and there's something important about that and yet you're there also as individuals. And the reason I'm, just to frame that a bit, is I'm thinking about teachers who are listening to this. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're around so many people and it can be such a lonely position at times mm-hmm. and it's this idea of like how the importance of caring for yourself and like, mm-hmm. and yet also... Why is it important to remember that you're part of something bigger, I guess? I, I don't know. Abby, can you speak yeah, to that? Like, how did you... That's a good you? framing of it. Yeah, yeah I think um, both of those things are true. So there were moments where we were alone, and you can also seek out, like, the people who are a little bit ahead of you, a little bit behind you. And so in that way, it's, it's a beautiful analogy to, like, a journey, right? Yeah. So, um hey, where where are you? Where are you going to be? Where? How can I get there? So the people who are further ahead, right, can kind of call back and say this and um, give advice. Hey, avoid this. I took this route, not this one, because there were some times when you could, like, choose yeah. <laughs> either to go, like, straight up or, right, like, through. Yes. Yeah. So there were forks in the road, and you could call back to people or you could ask ahead. Um, and also just I think the processing is one of the most important parts, right? So I always tell my students, like, um, reflection is over half of the learning, right? Yes. You you mm-hmm. learn by reflecting on the doing, not the doing itself. And so I think that was a huge part of you. Even when you did the walking yourself and in community, um, we still would intentionally gather together mm-hmm. Um, at our destination, we like we often finish the day with um, well lunch, but it's like a two o'clock meal mm-hmm. in Spain. The Spain schedule is really quite nice, yeah. yes. actually. Yes, so, so yeah. the big and meal of the, the day. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. not saying weird. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> quite nice. Really wonderful. Quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. take it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the big meal of the day is at two. So we would process together after our day of walking was over, and then we'd have some alone time again, and then we'd gather together for like an evening kind of snack charcuterie situation often, which was awesome. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, And and we'd start our morning together um, in prayer, right, and reflection. And so Mm -hmm. I think having time to do the thing yourself, but more importantly, thinking about that as a whole. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to intentionally make this a two-part episode. So, um, hey, if you enjoyed this first uh, part of the conversation, uh, make sure you come back for our next episode in a couple of weeks here, okay? So in that vein, friends, we know your time is valuable and want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation, whether it's this day, this week, this month, or this school year. We hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. And we want to send you from here with this blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. 
This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. Put your pants back on. No shorts. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I got that. Okay, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Wow.